Whether it's gumboots or rugby boots, the Country Sport Breakfast has you covered on Gold Sport, your home of live commentary. Well, many people are sitting back in deck chairs, lying on the beach or just uh, relaxing. New Zealand Herald writer Michael Burgess has been out there getting all the big scoops. And you got a couple yesterday, Michael. Good morning. <laughs> yeah, good day. Yeah, it's been a, yeah, been a busy time. Uh, a bit more hectic than normal in the last week of December. Now, I know it hasn't been officially confirmed yet, but Auckland A-League have, um, well, you've, you've broken the story that they've found their coach, their manager. That's right. It looks like it. Uh, they have um, they have gone for Steve Koreka, uh, the former um, long-time Sydney FC coach, uh, someone who's very experienced, and he's the guy that ticks a lot of boxes. Um, he was part of a... I think they had six people on the shortlist that were interviewed by by the CEO, by the director of football, Terry McFlynn, and I, I, as I understand that the last couple... We're also interviewed by our friend Bill Foley, the American billionaire owner. And obviously, um, Koreka is the one that, that's, that's impressed him the most. And he's won a couple of titles too, hasn't he, across the ditch? That's right. And I think that's a big part of it. He, he's won a couple of titles with Sydney. Now, Sydney are a well-resourced club. They've always had a lot of money, a lot of good players. So people will say, well, he did well with Sydney, but but you know, it's a bit easier when you've got when you're at a big club, which is true. But he did do very well. Um, I guess the concern would be that over the last couple of seasons with Sydney, they faded a bit. He was criticised a lot in Australia for not uh, refreshing the squad. He'll probably admit that was a mistake he made. And he ended up being um, being sacked uh, at the start of the season, actually, about four games into the season. But he's definitely got pedigree. And I think the crucial thing for Aucklanders is... is it's a crazy scenario, but you know they they have to start preseason in June. The season starts in October. They haven't signed a single player yet. Well, they'll start signing them from January one. So I imagine they really wanted someone with experience because um, the time frame they're working with is just crazy. And he's also now. Well, it sounds like they've got the Phoenix reserve coach uh, signed up to join him. Yeah, as I understand, they have. Um, they have gone for Chris Greenacre, the Phoenix Reserves coach, who's also been um, head coach of the Phoenix at a couple of different times on an interim basis. Very well respected down at the Phoenix. Been there a long time, played for them, of course. Um, very respected on the local football landscape. He also went for the job. And as I was saying before, I guess it's just that if it was a different situation and they had two years to build into the first season, he might have been considered but perhaps I'm, I'm assuming they thought that um, they needed to go with the experienced guy but it's a very smart move getting Greenacre because he knows the local scene so well uh, and he knows all the young players he's been part of the Phoenix Academy for a long time so any young player coming through in New Zealand he knows he'll have those connections and obviously Auckland will want to sign um, some of these young players so I think I think it's got a lot of potential uh, as, a, as a partnership. When does it actually become official? Is there an official announcement from the team? Uh, yes, I'm expecting they'll announce it uh, today, uh, at the latest tomorrow. Uh, they've always said they wanted to confirm it and announce it uh, before Christmas, um, mainly because <laughs> whoever they have signed, which, as I said, we think we know who it is, 
um, they're, they're going to be busy. They're going to be on the phones yeah. because they've got to start contacting players in time for January 1 to start doing deals. So far, so good. I mean, they've, uh, they've got uh, the, Terry McFlynn as their director of football, now the coaching staff. Do you like what you see so far? Oh, I really do. I think they've made some really smart choices. Uh, Terry is highly respected in Australia. He's got so much experience, um, and, and that's a crucial role. And then the coach, I think it's just about the best appointment they could have made uh, in the circumstances, getting a guy so experienced. The other thing I, I didn't mention before was that um, Koreka and McFlynn have a long relationship. Uh, they played together at Sydney FC for about five seasons from memory, and McFlynn was also there during his time as coach in Sydney. So that relationship is always important between a director of football and a coach. So I think with the two key appointments so far, they, they've done well. Now, I know when Bill Foley was here and the big announcement was made down on the Princess Wharf in Auckland, Bill Foley mentioned something about uh, a stadium on the waterfront. Now, wheels are turning on that one, and you had another story yesterday about uh, an all-black hotel could be part of the proposed uh, development. I think that's really exciting. Yeah, it is. I think it is. I think it'll it'll turn a few heads um, just because of the... It's just quite a genius idea. Um, it's the sort of thing that you could imagine attracting a lot of tourists. As mm. someone said to me yesterday, if you're a tourist coming from Asia, America, Europe, and you've got a choice of staying in a generic chain hotel or, or staying in the All Blacks Hotel for a couple of days, what are you going to choose? Um, yeah. Also around um, game days, game weekends, you imagine it'd be very popular, but also when they have other events, if this happens down there, when they have concerts, big Warriors games, all those kind of things, uh, you can really see the synergy. And it's it's kind of like, I guess it's like amazing no one's thought of this before. The other thing is that um, England Rugby also have a, they have a, a hotel in sort of attached to Twickenham actually. Yeah. And yeah. Wales Rugby, um, they opened their own hotel in 2021, which is going really well. But the All Blacks brand, I know we're a bit biased, but the All Blacks brand is way bigger than those two yeah. um, rugby unions. So you could see it um, being quite a success. And I can also see Bill Foley being very, very involved with this whole concept. Well, he's quite am- ambitious, Bill, from yeah. the, from what you hear and from talking to him. And he he wants the best for his team. So if he's on board and there's kind of this partnership between a few sporting codes and Bill wants to play in a stadium that suits his team in a rectangular stadium, et cetera, et cetera, then, as you say, he's the kind of guy that will get the wheels turning behind the scenes. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. All right, Michael, I'm fantastic to uh, chat. Uh, have a great Christmas. Thank you for breaking those stories. Keep up the good work, mate. No, thank you, and thank you for uh, having me on the show on all those occasions this year. I've always enjoyed it, and um, it's great to uh, have the chance to just go into these stories in a bit yeah. more detail on your show. And, uh, yeah, Merry Christmas to you and um, the listeners and, of course, your uh, outstanding producer. <laughs> Good on you. Good on you, Michael. Fantastic. And keep up that good work. Michael Burgess joining us, New Zealand Herald uh, reporter that broke that story about the Auckland A-League and, of course, the All Black Hotel. I'm on board.